Houston, Texas with my good friend Ken Harbour. I met him in Monterey. Uh, you know, of course, I was living in Monterey at that time. I lived there for 26 years up until some years back. Uh, and it's still home to me because I've lived there longer than any place else in the world. And anyway, Ken is a bass player. He was the principal of, of a, one of the schools in, in Monterey or Seaside, one of those areas. Uh, he can tell you all about that. But anyway, John Paul, some of you knew John Paul, my bass player, and I love John Paul, but he wasn't the best bass player for me, but he was just my, my good friend. And Ken would sometimes fill in when John Paul couldn't, and it was all I could do to keep from telling John Paul he was out of a job because he was my friend and I couldn't fire him. But Ken, he, he never, he always puts himself down, not in, not in a bad way, but he always says, well, I'm not the best of bass players, blah, 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 blah. The guy is, was perfect for, for me. Ken is not fancy. He, he's there where he's supposed to be at, and that's what you want. Uh, our friendship started with him filling in as a bass player for me. We had a mutual friend, or Ernesto Pomerana, I think his name is. Some of you remember him from Monterey. He used to play the uh, pan flutes with the Peruvian uh, Indians. But anyway, Ken and I's relationship has only grown through through the years. He's one of my closest friends. And his wife, Teresa, is just a darling. Uh, I, I come to visit them more than I do about anybody else. Uh, and But before I do this, let me do this little song I'm going to do for you. Here's a song that all the cool cats were doing back in 1952. Some of the people who did this song, Frank Sinatra, Lena Horne, Ella Fitzgerald, and the greatest of them all. Louis Armstrong. Wendy got all excited, the, the dog. Louis Armstrong. Louis, Louis to me, when Louis Armstrong does a song, dog on it, it's done. Okay. But anyway, here's, here's one of those songs. I'm going to do it for you. And then we're going to bring on Ken Harburg. Give me a kiss to build a dream on In my imagination We'll thrive upon that kiss Sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss to build a dream on Give me a kiss for just one moment And my imagination Will feed my hungry heart Sweetheart, one thing before we part A kiss to build a dream on and I'm alone with my fantasy Listen, I'll be there with you Will you be there? Weaving romances And making believe they are true, true
to make that moment live Give me what you alone can give A kiss to build a dream on One more time Give me a kiss to build a dream on And my imagination Will feed my hungry heart Sweetheart, one thing before we part songs. Um, right now I'm going to introduce you to these damn machines, I'm telling you. Just because I don't pay them, they do anything they want sometimes. Dropping you in the garbage, you keep it up. Okay. Listen, Ken Harbaugh, I called him really one of my very closest friends, and, and we haven't known each other as long as I have some of my old friends, but we have become very close. His wife is a darling. And I just can't think of, of, of better people. I got sick here, and rather than let me leave, they 
asked me to stay for another day. And I was going to leave because I figured, you know, one day of alligator is about enough. <laughs> Ken Hopper, come on and join me, my friend. <laughs> and now for something completely different. <laughs> so, Ken, tell these people something about you. Well, when I met you, you were a principal at a school. At first, I was a principal of a Fitch Middle School in Seaside on, on the Old Fort Ord. And uh, now it's Seaside Middle School since I've left. And then uh, when I left Monterey, I was assistant superintendent for HR. At about 10 in the district, uh, and that was about 10,000 students and 1,000 employees. And then one day through, I guess, Ernesto, you ran into me. Or was it through Ernesto? No, I, I think the first time I met you, because I was into playing live music then and going to the jam sessions and other things, and you were a man about town, and I'd be at a place and you'd waltz in and survey the crowd, and I think I met you at the Mucky Duck. Yeah, yes, and uh, yes. and then uh, somehow uh, it got to the, the the mention of playing. I had worked a little with Ernesto, not in music, and uh, and then eventually I, I worked hard and became amazingly adequate and uh, and became Alligator's third call bassist. <laughs> if John Paul couldn't play, he had a guy he'd call, and if that guy couldn't come, he'd say, "Well, let's give Ken a call." Well. That's not true. My, my, my benefit was I, I didn't cause trouble and I'd show up when I was supposed to show up. And play where he was supposed to play. You know, I, I, I admire Ken as a, a, a musician, a, a, as a bass player, because not many people can, can play with me and have the right feel. I don't have to tell him what, what to play. He falls into it naturally because Ken's Ken is just like that. Now, Ken, you made the move from beautiful Monterey, California, to Texas. Would you tell us about this transition? Well, I met a girl. Um, my I had already owned a home in Texas. I my daughter moved here because uh, of a marriage, and and her husband was working in San Antonio on a base. And, uh, and I fell in love with Texas from the first visit. It was very calm. People were wonderful. Houses were cheap in Monterey. I couldn't, even as an administrator, couldn't afford a home. Uh, in Texas, I came out here and they said, uh, yeah, well, not only do you qualify, you could, do you want to buy two? And I said, no, <laughs> one will do. And uh, so I bought a house and my daughter lived in it. And I was going to plan on retiring there. I told her to keep an eye out for a tall Latina on a mountain bike, and her friend's uh, aunt shows up with a road bike, but is a tall Latina. She goes, you gotta meet my dad. And uh, it, it didn't take long after that before we were together, and not long after that before we were married. That is wonderful, that is wonderful. I remember the day I came into the Mucky Duck, and I saw you there with Teresa. And you came over to me and you said, well, alligator, I've always wanted a, a Latina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And now I've got a Latina. You were so happy. And when I met her, she's just a sweetheart. She's feisty, though. I mean, let me let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Uh, um, if you're out on the playground, you don't want you don't. If you're out on the playground, you don't want to get on her bad side. Okay. She she's a lady, but she's a tomboy. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. I wish she was here because I which I which I needed to keep me in line. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I wish she was here because I would love to have had her just. Wave us, just say something. She is absolutely wonderful. Uh, 
So you've been living in Texas now for how many years? 14. Has it been that? Boy, yeah. time flies. Yeah. 14. I lived in uh, San Antonio for a year and was principal of an elementary school. And uh, I didn't like uh, Texas. As a, Texas is a non-union state. And while the unions are, are great for protection, but they can also be a problem with uh, getting things done because you have to negotiate everything. So Texas went the opposite way. And uh, they just they ask you to do a lot of things that are not nice, you know. You're not firing enough people, you know. You're not writing up enough people, and uh, I don't think that's what it's about. So I got burned out on administration, and uh, I didn't find my joy anymore. And uh, I moved to uh, Houston, and uh, rather than just sit around the house, so my wife was working in in the energy industry, uh, doing uh, structural design of oil offshore oil rigs on the computer modeling, and. Uh, uh, so I started subbing in preschool and special ed. Started taking my guitar with me and having the time of my life. And then uh, I said, well, you know, subbing doesn't pay as well as teaching. So in Texas, all you need for a credential is take a test because I already had credentials. So I got my special ed, my ESL. I had five credentials. I have five credentials in Texas. And I got a job teaching preschool uh, kids, kids with kids with Down syndrome, you know, Asperger's and uh, uh, Williams syndrome, things like that. And then I, I took an elementary job, which I had for the last seven years, teaching first through fifth graders the, the, the most uh, severe that would be in a regular elementary school, self-contained class, having the time of my life. I've never had more fun in education, never made a bigger difference with kids and parents. And uh, it was a perfect cap to a uh, long career in education. Your, your passion, because you know, you know, I've been here several times, I don't know where right. several times, but you know, I've been here. Whenever I leave California, I'm probably headed toward Kansas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the way it is. Um, but your passion for the, the handicapped kids, for the other, for the kids with, uh, mm -hmm. how would you? These I, a lot of times I just say uh, kids with. Yeah, 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 because these days you never know what, what, what label yeah, it, yeah. So. fits. But you, your passion for them was just absolutely amazing. I would see you come home from, from, from school and you would sit and your eyes would light up and you would tell me about what the kids did and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, and, 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 uh, and, and I remember looking at you and thinking, wow, what, what a guy, because you, I mean, you could tell that your love for those kids was just so, so immense that you could only help them. Well, it's, you could only have. It's, it's, it, it's a blessing to teach a kid to speak that's never spoken to their parents in eight years. And, you know, not, not necessarily suddenly they're eloquent, but for a kid to turn and say, I love you to his mom and mean it, and he's never spoken to never his mom spoken. in eight years, that, that, you know, that kind of tugs at you. And, uh, uh, but one of the biggest, I don't know if it's a con or whatever else is, uh, People always go, bless your heart. You bless, and they say that in the South, you know, bless, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. bless your heart. You yeah. Doing that with those kids, you're just so amazing. Yeah. Have so much yeah. patience. And I just laugh usually on the inside because they don't know. It's like the best gig. <laughs> I've had all, almost all the gigs in education, and it's by far the best gig in education. It is the most fun, the most rewarding. And uh, uh, so when they say, oh, you're so wonderful to sacrifice yourself. 
for those kids, and I'm just going, you don't even know. You know yeah. I get more out of that than anything you know, else. And you had kids that didn't speak, speak. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little, little thing. I'm going to interject something here. When I, I perform for the, the senior citizens, you know, I'm a senior citizen, but, but I'm, I don't look at me like that, you know. Uh, and I performed at a place once, uh, and I performed there several times, and the seniors, uh, when you get to a certain age, you're almost childlike also. Mm -hmm. uh, one day, one of the activities directors came over to me, and she looked like she had seen a ghost. And she came to me, she says, alligator, I am stunned. And I said, what? She says, see that gentleman over there? He's been here in this home for six years. He's never spoken a word to anybody. We thought he couldn't talk. She said, I walked by him and he touched me on the shoulder and I leaned down and he said, could you please ask Mr. Alligator once he finishes if he has time to, to chat with me? He's an interesting guy and I really would like to talk to him. She said it just blew her mind. <laughs> he had never yeah. spoken a word. Yeah. You know, and, and when you care for, some, for what you're doing, and, and you really, you know, because I'm really invested in the senior business like you were with, with your kids, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, miracles can happen. Well, you're right. It, it, it's circle of life. And, and I'll, I'll disagree a little bit. It's not a miracle. They're there. Our preconceptions, uh, uh, yes, yes. we put things on it that aren't true. Yes. Um, the guy could talk. But he just so those to. people for six years were wrong. Yeah. The guy wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So they had misread that he couldn't talk, so their expectations changed that he wouldn't talk, and so they stopped trying to get him to talk. Yes, yes. That's what happened with one kid I, I got that was eight and had never talked to his parents because he, he didn't have to. Because they would go, uh, uh, do you want a cookie? And he'd just stare at him. And you do, do you want a, a, a hot dog? Do you want this? And they would go through this whole list until he, eh, you know, and, yeah. and so he never had to say anything. Another one that hadn't talked, parents says he doesn't speak words, and uh, I, <laughs> I was a, a hard line, not, not brutal, not anything like that, but I was tough uh, with the kids because they can rise to that expectation. And I made them use their words to get what they wanted. So we'd go out to the playground, and before they get out to the playground, they'd have to say, uh, I'd say can, and they'd say can, and, and I'd say I, and they'd say I, one at a time. Can I go to the playground, please? Some of them could say the whole thing. Others, you know, I'd say can, and they go, ah, and I, ah. Well, as long as they're trying, boom, go. Yeah. Well, this one kid that didn't talk, uh, uh, he, he, he wouldn't say anything. So I said, I kept trying, I kept trying, I kept trying. Okay, well, let's go over and sit on this bench, and we'll talk about it till you get there. And he was getting madder and madder, and he wanted to go play on the playground. After five minutes, he turned to me and goes, playground, and goes out on the playground. Oh, you can talk. And that's the thing with, with, uh, with students with uh, special needs is you have to be able to go, you know, say it with kind of a stern face, stern face yeah. and then immediately go, hey, you can, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, stop it. Hey, good job, you know, <laughs> be a little schizophrenic. That's, that was part of the joy. That is wonderful. Yeah. And another thing you, you've done since you sort of retired, shall we say, is you've been getting into all kinds of different crafts. You, you pick them up, you know, during your life. I started with 
a little woodworking. I, my, I, I grew up with a single mom and three sisters, so I didn't have a lot of uh, male role models, but I remember a cutting board I made for my grandma in, in uh, 4-H or whatever, and in, and in college I learned to do some woodworking, and then I, I learned a little leather work, and then I learned a little metal work, and because and if, if, what it is is if I like something or I want something, I don't think, how can I go buy it? I, I want to make it. And so, and then what I found, like for knife making, I want to learn, Forges and Fire got everybody making knives. I want to yeah, make yeah. a knife. Well, then you got to make a sheath. Well, I already knew some leather work, so that was easy. Yeah. So, and I already knew the woodworking for the handles, so they start feeding into each other. So, usually I just make something and then I get bored with it. I keep the tools and then I move on to a new hobby. Yeah, Ken made me a, a bag that I, I, I treasure. I use, I use it sometimes sometime when I'm going to a special gig. Uh, just a really wonderful leather bag. I, I can't explain it. It has a great picture of you on it. Oh, that, oh, that was the that was the deal. He superimposed a picture of me somehow. Uh, you could tell it was me by the hat. The hat and the profile. Yeah, the, 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 the hat and, and the profile. It was a picture I took when uh, we went with Donnie to uh, NASA. Okay. And, uh, and, I, and so I wanted to include that piece in the bag. Yeah, Donnie's, my son Donnie, uh, he and I come to visit Ken, uh, Ken and uh, Donnie just loves Ken, Ken yeah. too. You know, he's, yeah, but, he's a good man. Yeah. But I, I like to think too, you talked about coming to visit, is, is that uh, uh, I think we've developed a pretty peaceful house. Oh, it's yes. a big house, it's quiet, and uh, it's a good place to go decompress. Yeah. You know, so and also a good place to heal when you're sick. When you're sick yeah. And it wasn't one day; it was two days. That's how sick this man was. <laughs> it was two days, two nights that he was sick. Yeah. One night, really sick. And so uh, I'm glad he decided to stay a little longer with me. I'm sorry for you because you have to sit, watch me. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you? Uh, what are your plans for the future, or, or do you make plans for the future? Um. Well, my, my first two years of retirement was about catching up on four years of not sleeping between, you know, administration, which is, it doesn't end, and then playing music till two in the morning, <laughs> that doesn't end. I lost a lot of sleep over 40 years, and I'm just about at the end of that. And now I think the next stage is I like learning new things or doing what I like to do. Uh, my retirement is sufficient to live off. You can always use more money, but I don't like selling things, so I don't sell any of my work. I will trade with other artists for things, yeah. but I won't sell it. I either give it away or, or trade. Um, but now I'm, you know, I'm thinking of getting a job of, I like cooking a lot. I'm, I'm pretty darn cook. I'm a good cook. I make great sandwiches too. And, uh, and just a job making sandwiches would be a blast. A job being a, a short order cook or go work as an apprentice to a luthier and, and learn something new. I like making things. I spent a lot of my early adulthood with kids and watching TV with them and movies with them. And at the end of it, you have a nice experience, but you've got nothing. Well, now I can watch a movie and uh, I end up with a, well, I, let's see what, I was watching uh, MASH. I've been looking for a man bag, you know, a, a yeah. purse, if you will. Yeah. And, I didn't like the saddlebag looking ones and one day I was watching MASH and Radar got a phone call 
on a mobile, a Korean War era mobile telephone. I said, that's my bag. And so I, I got the design for it, and I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a mobile telephone, a uh, field telephone. Uh, it's, if you look it up online, yeah, it's yeah, pretty that's, much uh, that's what, this. what that's their this. case looks like. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I purposely left it uh, unfinished, whoops, sorry, unfinished so that it would age. Like this has never had any conditioner or anything in four or five years, and it's getting all gnarly, which is what I want. When I wear it, I want it to be unnoticed. Yeah. You know, there can't be anything good in there because it's just so red, <laughs> you know. And it's very comfortable to wear when you have to walk a long ways. My latest thing is I'm into uh, historical forms of exercise. Indian, oh, Indian you clubs. You and were showing uh, me that. And, uh, uh, but, I, but I also use my, my other things. Like to, do, to, make, to get them, I didn't want to, you couldn't buy them because they're hard to find here. I was at a uh, surplus store and I saw some souvenir baseball bats. And I said, I could make some Indian clubs out of that. And I had some cedar and I knew how to turn things on a lathe. So I, I turned down the bat to one inch and I turned the cedar with a hole in the middle. And then, uh, you know, now you can do the whole Indian club exercise. This is a light one, but I also have... But then you got one over there that's really heavy. Yeah, it's a big, it's called a mugdar. Mugdal. And where, where does, what cultures have this come from? East India. E East India, okay. Yeah, and if you look up Mugdar, I just made a Samtola, and uh, um, uh, I made a, what is like a, some of those uh, Hindu gods you see carrying a big mace with a round ball on the end. Yes, it's yes. called a gada. Yeah, it was a weapon, uh, but they also trained with it. And and because these are a lighter weight, even though the gada can be heavy and one of my uh, clubs is 15 pounds. You can't swing it around too long. Uh, they do light weights, many reps. Like they'll give you this little club, and 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 sitting down, you can't really do it. And I don't want to bonk alligator. Uh, you can you can look at it online. Um, and they say do that for 45 minutes, and then, and and then, then come and see me, and we'll do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do it for a long time. Very meditative and actually kind of graceful when other people do it. That's that's amazing. That's that, that, see, that's something that I never even heard of. Mm -hmm. You know, so like they say, live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's interesting and I'm interested, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I learned how to weld. And I, my my uh, wife's uh, uh, cousin is a sculptor. He's a rocket scientist in the daytime, and he's an artist and sculptor in galleries uh, in the evening. And he taught me how to weld made a little sculpture that my daughter is holding for me right now and uh, uh, it was fun. I never learned metal so that was my new thing. Next I have all the stuff to start blacksmithing. I mean I, some some of the stuff this guy does is just it's just amazing. I mean I can't I can't wow you know yeah. I mean I mean that sincerely I mean my, my goodness. My hobbies collecting hobbies. <laughs> And Greg said, buying the tools and then doing something else. Because I get bored with it after a while real quick. So that's, I, I, I have a, a healthy case of ADD, which is a great thing uh, if you're a, a teacher or an administrator or a waitress or anything that requires you to attend to 27 things at once, because that's what you're going to do anyway. And uh, uh, But I could not, like if I wanted to make money with leather bags, just make leather bag after leather bag that would bore the tears out of me yeah yeah, yeah. and living in 
the Lone Star State. I've always loved Texas. I mean, now there are things about Texas that I don't like, of course. But in general, I, in fact, I've often uh, told people I'm a Louisiana and a Texan. You know, because I've I've spent so much time in in Texas in my life. It's a very comfortable state. Yes, yes, yes. When you put aside the politics, just just living in Texas mm -hmm. is absolutely wonderful. And and I found just so those of you that don't know, because so many Californians are coming here, some because they want Texas, and some because they want to make Texas California. Um, the politics doesn't hit your day-to-day -day life like it does in California with all the propositions and, and the uh, uh, every day, every year politics. I mean, they, they only meet every two years here. And the governor spouts off or Ted Cruz spouts off and it's not, he's not representing Texas even though technically he is, but you know, that's, we just go, yeah, go back to your... Yeah, he said, Ted Cruz seems to be so like that, that when he runs his mouth, most people, just, I even do it, I just shine him on. Yeah, I get out of here. Yeah, so so, and that's kind of what it's like. Is it has no bearing on your day to day life here in Texas. You know what I mean? I'm sure for other people it may, but uh, uh, for the most part, we just keep moving on. And Texas is a uh, free carry state for handguns. You know, I like that really. I do too, but you know, there there's two forms of that. Yeah. You can get a permit, and then you have reciprocity with 37 other states because you have to go through training to get it. Or you can just do it now because it's your right in Texas, but that doesn't mean you can go to a state that has a training program and suddenly carry. So uh, uh, the nice thing is, is if I want to go to Colorado, you know, and if I was going to carry, I don't have to unload, lock up, and everything in those other states because we have reciprocity and I have the training permit. Continue. I want to cut this thing off. It's sure. bopping. Um, and, and, and even if, if you're not into guns and that kind of thing, everybody uh, everybody kind of reaps the benefit from it because the bad guys don't know who's carrying. And so even if you hate guns, and that's okay, uh, you know, you have a, a, a safer overall experience. And there's generally not a lot of uh, Except at ATMs, it seems. People go into ATMs on a Friday night at 9 or 10 o'clock by themselves, yeah. and then they're surprised when they're robbed. Yeah. Uh, you know, just common sense. Uh, but generally, there's not a lot of home invasion. There's not a lot of other things like that because, uh, they, because don't, they don't know what's going on. Uh, now, gun people who... I'm not against guns. I am against, I do think they need to be controlled. I'm against mm -hmm. the the assault rifles that are, are military-style rifles that have no business on the street. I mean, I mean, I'm for all of that. But but I grew up with guns were everywhere when we were growing up. They were everywhere. And and believe me, they were all loaded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, because you know, it, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, why did you have a gun if it's, if it's not loaded? Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm for this gun control. Things have gotten out of hand. We have in all of these mass shootings and all that stuff. But I'm not anti-gun. I'm not. A, I'm not anti-gun. I know a lot. A lot of people are. Uh, guns are a part of our heritage. You know, they've always always been around. Uh, when I was young, I carried them to school to go hunting in the evening. You know, but but that was back in in, in the backwoods. You know. Um, when I was in high school, and the, 
70s and then an administrator in the 80s, by the end of the 80s, uh, they were still letting kids have their deer rifles in the back of their pickup truck because they were going hunting after yeah, school. Yeah, 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 there's nothing wrong with guns. I love to hunt. I, I haven't hunted in years now. But, you know, I grew up I grew up hunting. I tell people, people used to ask me, they go, what, what was it like when you were growing up? And I said, well, I grew up in foster homes, uh, mostly farms, ranches, stuff like that. And before I went to school in the morning, I, I had to go feed the chickens, feed the pigs, uh, give hay to their horses and the mules and all of this stuff. And also, if we wanted to eat breakfast, I'd get my little uh, 22 rifle and go down down by the creek, pop a couple, few squirrels. Now, some people like that going squirrels, all oh, those little things, but yeah, they're good eating, okay? <laughs> go ahead and pop off a few squirrels for uh, breakfast, and you know, that, you know, that was it. You know? But and squirrels uh, aren't easy to hunt. Oh no! Oh no! They're smart. Oh, yeah, oh yes! Oh yes! And I made a sport of it because I I love to catch them jumping from one tree to another. Mm -hmm. That that that's when you know you're a good shot. But 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 enough about the guns. I know a lot of people are anti-gun. Um, one of these days, I'm going to come here and I need you to record with me. I know you. I know you say you're retired from music, but record like. Well, I, I got some original stuff that I want to. Can you make some backing tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. And 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 we, can, we can dust stuff off. Yeah. Just give me a little warning. <laughs> So but one visit we had with Alligator, I remember we were doing some recording and he had brought his lovely wife with him and then we were playing a, a song back and uh, we all broke out and danced. Yeah, yes. And yes. that was a special moment. <laughs> that was a pivotal moment. Yes, yes. Yeah. Every time I come here, like I, I told you, when I come here, it's not like I'm coming to visit somebody. It, it, you know, it, in fact, it wasn't like that the first time I walked in, in here with you guys. Hmm. It, it, I walked in and I looked around and I go, ah, this is this is home. <laughs> this is home, you know. And it's just it's always wonderful to come. It, I, it's a mess right now because we're under reconstruction in a few rooms. Yeah, but when you finish, I mean, my goodness, I see what you did with the, with the kitchen. It's just an amazing transformation from the last time I was here. It was dark and ratty and yeah, had a yeah. tile with a red and black camouflage pattern. And, <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful now. So, my friend, let me see how much time we got here. Okay, yeah. So I have to be going on tour soon with Wendy. Oh, yes? Oh. Talk, tell them about Wendy. Wendy is a, a, a dog that rescued me. She's a German Shepherd, Wendy. And uh, she didn't like being talked about. She came to our door on a very hot day, and then it, the rain broke out. And other people in the neighborhood saw her and she was beautiful and they wanted to get her, but she wouldn't go to them. But I just started talking calm to her, kind of using the voice I used with alligator, and uh, <laughs> calmed her down and she came over and then it started doing a Texas uh, frog strangler. In Texas, it doesn't sprinkle. It just suddenly starts raining intensely. It drops an inch. We had an inch in 15 minutes last week. Well, that's... Only in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Started pouring down, and she came in and, and, and has never left, and that was uh, seven years ago. And has been the, uh, the animal joy of my life since then. See, my best friend goes wherever I go. But she has a unique talent, 
And now for our family birthdays, yeah, you mind if I give a little piece of it, Allegheny? Yeah, 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 okay. She's down here. She's going to be off camera. Wendy, Wendy, look. We, we call all the family members and we sing happy birthday together. Good. Now, we had a discussion about Wendy and, and, and the, the uh, harmonica. Uh, the harmonica is a reed instrument. My accordion, my button accordion is a reed instrument. And for some reason, animals seem to, to uh, react to these reed instruments. Many years ago, when I was living in Fresno, I was talking about it the other day. I used to, they used to hire me at the Fresno Zoo for their fundraising things. And I did it a few years in a row. And I found out one thing that when they put me next to the elephant cage, I would play the guitar and the fiddle and the mandolin, and the elephants paid me no attention. But whenever I picked up the accordion, the accordion sounds very much like the harmonica. Yeah. They're both a reed instrument. Whenever I picked up the accordion, the the, the elephants would just start moving, just just moving to, to to the rhythm. And when I stopped playing the chord, they would go back. And the last time I played there, I told someone, one of the people working there, I said, who is the director of this place? They said, oh, he's over there in this office. I said, go get him. Go, go get her. And they said, why? I said, get, tell her she's got to come here. Alligator says, come here. She's got to see this. Mm -hmm. So she came over and I was playing the guitar or something. And she introduced herself to me, and I said, hey, listen, watch these elephants. I said, I'm playing the guitar, right? Okay, now watch this. I finished this song. I picked up the accordion, and as soon as I squares a note out of the accordion, they started going back and forth like their trunks were going like And And I stopped playing. I played another instrument, and she's standing there, and I said, hey, watch this. I pick up the accordion every time. They did that, you know? Mm -hmm. Every time you play the harmonica, she sings. Yes. <laughs> you know? And it's not hurting her. She's not complaining. She's always happy to do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the other thing I wanted to briefly touch on that's brought us joy, both my wife and I, is we've been fostering fostering dogs. Yes. Rescue dogs. Yeah. And so we've had two uh, older dogs, uh, one hot, one uh, eventually terminal, and uh, uh, and five or six puppies. And then they go from Texas to the Pacific Northwest, Portland, Oregon, Seattle. And the reason is, is in uh, Portland, in the Pacific Northwest, people are responsible pet owners and responsible government. They don't let them do puppy mills. And so you have to adopt a dog that already exists. But because they don't, they get all their dogs spayed and neutered, which you should spay and neuter your dogs and cats. And uh, uh, there aren't a lot of puppies to adopt. So we have a pipeline from here. And, and, and the rescue we work with sends an 18-wheeler that's their own full of puppies and cats to Portland, Oregon, twice a month. They'll have as many as 75 dogs that, that have been fostered. And they rely on fosters to uh, watch them. And, mm -hmm. and with Wendy is a great surrogate mom and teaches them how to act with a puppy. And our cats uh, smack them when they're out of line and teach them how to act with cats. And so when they leave us, they're, they're family ready. They know how to get along with people. They know how to get with dogs and cats. And so the, everybody who's gotten one of our fosters has, uh, has enjoyed it.
and we get updates from time to time. It's a blast. That's, and then you get a puppy, and they wear you out because you know, <laughs> yeah. First they're up all night, and then and then you get rid of them, and you get a break, and then you when you're ready, you do another one. That's great. That's great. Just that that type of doing things that come from the heart. Mm -hmm. It's uh, there's got to be a special place up there. Yeah. You know, for people like that. So the future holds uh, probably nothing in education. I've been there and done that. Happy to have done it. Happy not to do it. Um, a lot of people stay involved, and, and you know. But I've already taught taught, taught teachers and administrators and did, done all that, and so it, it's time for something new. You know, keep the tools and move on. That's my motto. That that is great, man. Well, Ken. Do you have any other items you want to show, or did, did you? No, I'm good. I got. I mean, I got an endless list of items yeah. to show, but uh, I was going to bring the bass guitar that I built and other things. Could you bring that big one over here? Yeah. This you is, may have to slide out there. there. Yeah. What, do you, what do you call them? The Indian mudgar. Mudgar. M U G D A R. And this is made out of a piece of cedar I found alongside the road. In Texas, we have a heavy trash day, and I love heavy trash day because you get cool stuff. And so, anyway, <laughs> I had a lathe, but I didn't know how to turn it. So that's what I, I learned turning on. Apparently, I had the wrong tool and did it the wrong way, but it turned out well. And so you guys go online and look up Mugda. How do you spell it? M-U-G-D-A-R. M-U-G-D-A-R. And you can start out as simply as just swinging it. Um, if you hold it upright and just go... Just go, just go straight up, up and down, and I'll do that 50 times, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, and then yeah, do yeah. it over, over your head, you know, and yeah. then you start swinging it around back and forth. Oh, you get a workout. Yeah, and then yeah. some guys get good and they use two of them. Yeah, because yeah, this one is heavy. This yeah, heavy. that's seven pounds. Yeah. Only seven pounds? Yeah. Because of the way it is, it seems more. Oh, it is, because all the weight's at the end, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's one. But it's also a nice, when you're not using it, it's a lovely art piece for the home. <laughs> there we go. Wendy, you okay? She's the sweetest dog. Everybody should come by and say hi. So, here I am in Texas. I, I'm going to leave uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, If I feel good in the morning, I may wait until in the afternoon. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> See, I thought this guy would be sick of me by now. He's, he's trying to encourage me to stay. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's Ken. He's concerned about my health and, and, and uh, naturally I am too. My goodness, I'm getting old. I can't, can't do the things I used to do. Um, but anyway, I'm headed next. I was going to go to Orlando, but because I got sick and I, I, I stayed here, I'm not going to do that. My next stop is going to be Durham, and Dudley, North Carolina. Then I'm going to be in a place called Dolphin, Virginia, but I'm going to uh, do some performance in Richmond. And then I go to Maryland, where I perform there and see my Aunt Sally. Then I go to New Jersey, where I would perform and see friends there. And I would hop in the car and drive back to the Bay Area. I did it in a day and a half this time, but I'm going to take three days going back like normal people do. I'm not, I think I did eight, 18 hours before I stopped. First, I mean, when I say before I stopped, I really mean that. All I did was gas up 
and take a leap. That was it. 18 hours. And then the next day, it took me eight hours to get here from where I was. So I, so I did it in, in two days, but I'm going to do it in three days the next time. I just just take my time going back. So, Ken, it's always wonderful. To, wonderful. I wanted, wanted, to, wanted to have you on my show because okay. this is Ken is an interesting guy. Uh, not... I like people that I can talk about just about anything with. A lot of people like him. A lot of people don't are not that that well rounded. That 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 you can can just pick a subject and they can jump in with you and talk about it. This guy, no no problem. Or they're too emotionally attached to it. Oh yes yes yes. Can't yes. can't speak to a topic dispassionately. Disp yes yes. But we have no problem with that stuff. Right. <laughs> so I want you over there to turn this thing off. Yeah, for and me. you'll uh, want me to you put the mandolin behind me. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Ken Harbour. I'm going to do one more little song here, as I always do, to close uh, this show out. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I'm going to try to get it up while I'm out here on the road. When I get to another place where, where I can get uh, the right coverage, I'm going to... Uh, Put this one up. Oh boy, I let it sit too long. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I may have done this before. I really can't keep up with all the songs I do. But anyway, when I was a, uh, I remember. Give me one minute. I got. Many, many years ago, somebody came to me and they said, Alligator, have you heard the new song by Peaches and Herb? And I said, Peaches and Herb? I jumped up, ran into the kitchen, got a saucer and a fork. Peaches and Herb, I'm ready. And they go, no, it's a band. And my attitude was, I wish bands would stop naming themselves after food. I get confused. Peaches and Herb, uh, we're going to do this little thing here, Alligator style. Oh boy. Let's give it a try. Lonely and sad 
you there. Hey, hey. I sat there staring at the same old wall. Came back to life just when I got your call. A quarrel was such a way of learning so much. Realize I love you cause I miss your touch. Hey, hey, hey. Reunited feels so good. Reunited and it's understood. There's one perfect fit. This one is it. We both are so excited cause we're reunited. Hey, hey, hey. This is Alligator in Alignment. I hope you've enjoyed our little chat with my friend Ken. Um, I may do a, uh, run into uh, someone else before I'm on my way back home, but this will be will be going up in about a week. As soon as I get someplace else, I'm going to uh, put it up. Um, I've got some really interesting things coming up. We're going to get back on the political scene here once in a while, but I like to get away from that for a while. It's, it's too much. This is Alligator in Alignment. Here's what I say. Happy trails. Happy trails.